0: I'll tell some of these old birds uh, and women, the gospel is not going to die with us. I got that from the parable of the penny laborers. Eleventh hour, that's 5 p.m. quitting time at 6. And he goes out to hire this fellow. Why standest thou here idle? said, no man hired me. Now I can have fun with that, Brother John, because why didn't he just volunteer of his own soul determination and so-called decision of regeneration and volunteer and go to work. But we come payday. You remember who was called in first, Brother Jordan? The last feller? You remember how much he got? Same as you and I. We labored in the heat of the day. Undeserving. Pray for us, Brother Brother Jordan, will you pray for us? Our most kind and heart, thank you. We come this once again Lord, you one with another. Yes. Lord, we also thank you that you give us with you to yeah, Amen. Mm -hmm. that we might become dear children Mm -hmm. and that you might watch over us day by day and correct us. Make us walk in the ways of righteousness. Lord, we uh, sincerely look for your word to come this morning Mm and open our hearts, that we receive those things that are needful, that we might once again praise you. Praise you, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Mm, yes, amen. We look around the state right there for young people that might come into the ministry and preach your word and it to you, people. Lord bless us in all that we do this day. Watch over us again as we go through today. And so you'll our name for us. Amen. Two responses. To those in whatever army, I don't know the rules in Russia, but I do know that in the US you do not have to go in combat. You can work in supply. At plenty of jobs and and you don't if for your conscientious objector in the military you do not have to take up a gun and kill somebody unless so you need to be like Sergeant York if you know anything about him willing to save lives by taking one. Johnny Carter told me this morning to tell you all he's praying, especially for you, Brother John. Now, Johnny Carter is a special detective in the drug task force, goes around busting people. (laughs) He's going to preach for us. First time we come, had a couple just coming out of the drug scene, arrested for making their own meth and distributing it. And those people are scourges to our society. But God saved them. They said, what's his name? (laughs) He had busted them. (laughs) He said, that guy's rough. I said, he's not coming to bust us for making and selling dope. He's coming to preach Jesus Christ to us. So they settled down, fell in love with him, and they stood around the pulpit for 15, 20 minutes just rejoicing at the delivering power of God. So pray for these next generation. Some of these goofy people call you all the X-generation i call y'all the now generation. Sun's going down on some of us old boys, and it's your turn. Step up. I'd like for you to open your Bibles in Luke chapter 18, continuing on from last night and this morning. Luke chapter 18. Would you like to stand? I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Now I want you to keep in mind that the message is out of verse 1, or the, the, the uh main message, not the title. title uh, is Faith and Humility in Prayer. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this would have troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I thought I could read a few minutes about prayer and not have to face election. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and every one that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thank you. You can be seated. Remembering the command is that we ought to always pray and not to faint. By way of introduction, I can say to you from experience, if you come unto God, I recommend in yourself... Brother Jordan, we've been at this a good long while. We deserved a good audience with God, and he ought to do what we asked him to do. When I come before God in prayer, whatever it is, I just told a precious Christian uh, some demon activity in the home and his calling and serious and wanted some prayer, and we did. But I said to them, you have the same authority in prayer as the wisest old preacher you know. Now, there's some ministries that God uh, requires us to get involved in, but it's actually a ministry to the church. This deliverance, when y'all are singing and worshiping God, God inhabits that canopy of praise, and unclean spirits cannot abide there. Deliverance. Power and praise. Now, I hope these left-wing uh, people got that power and praise all figured out. I hope they'd go over to the left field fence and go out of here, but I don't think they are. Look like they're getting worse. Maybe we should pos- face the possibility we might go faint in prayer. Now the fellow's not unconscious yet. By definition, he's feeling it. The old people used to tell me it's a sinking spell. They feel a sinking spell coming on. Whatever it was called low sugar, or high blood, or whatever, just feel faint. We can feel that. I'm not doing too good in my prayer life. And there's two truths in this passage I want us to face about the power of the Holy Ghost and not Johnny Carter. The parable of the very needy widow designed to teach us to be continuous in prayer, fervent in prayer. I hesitate using the word persistent because right away we flipped this parable over and called it the parable of the persistent widow woman. But the word persistent, persisting, persisted, none of those words can... Connected to persist is in the English Bible. So if you're going to go that way, you've got to use another word. And I'm getting ahead of myself and I had not even got started. We have this parable of the Pharisee and the publican designed to teach us humility and humiliation in sin as we come before God in prayer. He contrasts that with those that trust in themselves. Let's go with this. Now, Christ did not say here what the persistent would have said. The unjust judge did not have to help her. He did not fear God nor regard man. He that has no regard for God can be expected to have no regard for man or woman or widows. He did not care about his reputation but made in his own will the rule of his actions. She desired and by her perseverance she got that which the unrighteous judge had no inclination to give. What is it? What is this sad message that's so important? obtaining mercy, and finding grace to help in the time of need. Now, this passage tells us, remember now, so hear the parable of the unjust judge. That's what Christ said. So that's what we need to concentrate on. And we'll get to the widow woman, but they don't regard God, God our man. And this is put, it's a hopeless situation, a hopeless case. And what our Lord is teaching us is, no matter what's in the front of us, here is, a, here is a person that does not regard God nor man in our face. Pray. Just pray. Talk to God about it. It's hopeless. It's helpless. But not for God. Been there a time or two in my life. Facing the policeman's a time or two in my life. As a young, as a young Christian. Hopeless. Helpless. Caught. The Christian deputy sheriff was locking me up. And he was just talking to me real nice and kind. And I stopped and looked back at him. I already stepped up in the cell and I said, I need to tell you, ain't nobody tells me what to do. Now that's a lie. And I lived that lie until the Lord saved me and began to correct me. He said, slammed that door on that crossbar hotel and that's so solid sounding. <laughs> <laughs> echoed my bones. He said, okay, pick out the corner you want and get in it. (laughs) Listen, we're all following someone. Someone's instructing us. There's some element in church life that we would like to be with. That's what causes this meeting to be so valuable to us, people of like mind and spirit. And you next generation Christians, the older I get, the more I appreciate getting around people of like mind and spirit. Our Lord said, Listen to this and learn a valuable lesson in praying. Now, if we press the issue of this sister's persistence getting what she wants, we're going to have to face this. That's tapped it out for us. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard, for they, they're much speaking. We may wind up with quail running out of our nose and leanness of soul. We may wind up with a king over us instead of King Jesus. Two or three other things we may wind up with if we persist and think we can crank God's arm and mind, and get things our way. I won't go that way. I've got two or three other notes here about it, but I won't go that way. The unjust judge did not have to show mercy, but he did. Now we can learn this about our great God. Shall not God avenge his own elect? There it is again, brother and sister. Listen, somebody said to me, "They still just got a little problem with this thing about election. If you up in the air about the doctrine of election, come down on God's side. you be right. I've been accused of going to seed on sovereignty. You cannot. God's sovereign. Election is of God. Now you can back off from the accountability of human beings, and you wrong. Psalm 90, verse 3. I just preached this in the Negro Man's funeral. Psalm 90, verse 3. God turned men aside to destruction and said, Return, ye children of men. Romans chapter 1 tells us, Therefore they are without excuse. Every human being on earth eventually will bow to King Jesus. If you wait, put it off, and die in your sins, then you'll be cast into the lake of fire. Burns forever. And Christ has told us, men ought to always pray and not to faint. Praying, praying, praying. Let me just bring up one. I've got three here. I'm going to bring up one. Daniel sought God in prayer and fasting. How many? How long? Huh? Three weeks? The angel came with the prayer and he said, You was heard the day you set your face. And 21 days later, the answer came. Not the prayer going up, brother and sister and sinner friend. God's answer was hindered. The angel was hindered twenty-one days. There's powers in this uh, uh, world, powers of the world, and they'll fight against God Almighty. You think it's? A... Let me get back to this. Thank you, Lord. We are taught here by the example in this parable: the poor widow obtained from an unjust judge what otherwise she would not obtain. You obtain mercy. Now, God's not unjust. He's good and willing to do justice and bestow mercy. What assurance that we have that mercy will come to us, though it be delayed. It is supported by what the unjust judge said. Much more shall God's elect prevail in prayer. So I encourage you to pray. She had no right. She had no authority. She had no place before this unjust judge. Didn't regard God or man, but whatever highway she made her way in, she got a, the only, The only hope is he's she's got that he'll be merciful. Now that's nothing about us, brothers and sisters. We have uh, invite, yeah, command to come. What did you, somebody brought up that verse? Seek in my face. Thy face, O Lord, will I seek. Pray, pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. I've said out loud, Lord God help me, two, three seconds and the traffic clears out and I'm pulling the travel trailer. Ain't no way to stop. We broke down one night and I finally got that old diesel rattling in the hammer and we was pulling the 35 foot travel trailer, two bedroom, two bath, and it would not pull up the hill. My wife was praying out loud and that thing sputter, 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 we made it over the hill and made it back to the next town, and I paid the lady $10 to let us plug in the wall outside the store where we could stay all night, try to do something the next morning. Y'all are listening so well. Listen. Sweet hour of prayer. Now I'm a country hick, and we used to listen to that little toe-tapper. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. No, let's go sweet hour of prayer. Get down before him in humility. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Listen here. The meaning to the question, if the son of man shall find faith. Did you see that in verse 8? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, I want to back up to verse 7. Though he bear along with them, I still ain't really all head up about that phrase. I wanted mine now. I am an instant pudding feller. We traded trailers, and the lady that was going to buy it, she said, You have never used this stove. I said, I don't have to use no stove. She said, What do you eat? And I said, Well, I'm at a church somewhere, and they give me usually enough leftovers to go to the next place, and that microwave is so handy. But you better turn everything else off if you got the plug going through the wall in a sun school room. Because that microwave is a dead short. It's going to kick it off. And I said, besides that, it got all kind of instant stuff. All oh, you need hot water, and you got yourself a meal there. And you can tell I don't miss very many of them. What kind of faith is Christ finding? Verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. Remember how we started out now. Don't don't, don't uh, go home yet. We're going to eat in a little bit. We ought to always pray and not faint. Now here's two men praying. One of them recommended himself to God. We already read it. I won't rehash it. And I've already said to you, Don't come recommending yourself to God. If you're gonna be like the Pharisee, the Pharisee in me looks down on that poor boy or girl that's crying out to God for mercy. So just believe God and get up and go about your business. No, leave him alone. I just preach I preach occasionally to some so called charismatics. They don't know what the word means. When you tell them what the word means, they go squirming. Some of them, some of them are Christian. I just preached at the Splendor Assembly of God Church down in Splendor, Texas. If <coughs> if the district superintendent happened to get a hold of this, you better leave that pastor alone. He's serious about serving God. He don't need no umbilical cord hooked to the hierarchy. He's serious about his personal relationship with God and leading those saints... To worship God. Trust in yourself. I'm talking about prayer. I had not switched tracks yet. Set a goal. Speak your faith. Name it and claim it. I said before. Now if we are going to persist and insist that we can force God to do it our way. You ought to give up. Give up before the quail starts running out of your nose. And I made a little motion time to, and Jewel said, Don't do that no more. Now, I wasn't talking about just little kids. I've seen grown adults puke through their nose. Jewel, if you hear this, I'm sorry. It just popped out. I'm, I'm talking about demanding God. I heard a goofy preacher for 41 minutes. Let everybody that prayed and read their Bible know he's badly misinformed. He took one phrase out of Job 23. Job said, I present my arguments. And he preached to us for 41 minutes on arguing with God in prayer. And I went to him, I said, Sir, you never did read a little bit further where Job put his hand over his mouth. Trusting in yourself, not faith in our faith. Not faith in our praying, not faith in our preaching, not faith in our working. These are necessary. But where's your faith? What are you trusting in? What are you depending on when you come before God in prayer? They both prayed. The one recommended himself to God on his merits. I'll say, or his good church works, his active church life. I can't go that way, but it's an open nerve in some places I go, and I just stop and build a camp right there and stay, cause it's an open nerve in church life. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six: He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. This man did not need mercy; he got it all figured out. Oh, that reminds me of one of those churches in the Book of the Revelation. We are rich in increasing goods and have need of nothing. I don't think that's physical goods. That church has got the goods. And we can do it. Brother David Gashko, co labor friend of mine, if it's a matter we don't understand, we'll just keep buying books till we get one somebody that agrees with us. And he's right. Or we can pray like the pastor was talking about. Lord, what do you mean? I've started praying that in this passage that my good friends disagree on. What do you mean? Help me. I'll tell you what that'll do. That'll take a little bit of this pride. Only by pride cometh contention. So if preachers are being contentious, it's one of them or both of them it has got a pride problem according to the Bible. Now, don't fall that with me now. That's not my opinion. That's the Bible. One will be faithfully pleading for God's mercy. God be merciful to me, a sinner. We could turn to Ezra chapter nine, Daniel chapter ten, and the other passages where they blush to live up their faith. I think some of y'all know Doctor Roy Cook, kinda of kin to him a little bit. Well some prayer and fasting. Some of my black friends, a busload of them came. The Nakadas. Right in there were Doctor Ivory Campbell and some of those. Praying. I remember the phrase that stuck with me in Doctor Roy Cook's prayer this time of prayer and fasting. He said, Lord God, unto us belong confusion of faith. We haven't kept your commandments. And he pleaded and he begged God to help. Now that's good prayer. Judges, those people sinned again in the sight of the Lord. The Judges, book of Judges is one of the saddest books in the Bible to me because that phrase keeps popping up. They sinned again in the sight of the Lord. And God shows up They prayed and confessed their sin. God shows up, and as a man speaks, he's been there. And he reviews his deliverance, and he says to them, go pray to your idols. I think it's Judges chapter 10, I think. Don't hold me to that strictly. Now, that's serious when God says, I will hear thee no more. Go pray to your idols. And those people sought God, and this is one of the phrases that just popped out in me. I went plumb to my spirit. People, this is good praying. It's from the Bible. This is what those poor people prayed when God said, I will hear thee no more. Go pray to your idols. They said, do what seemeth right to thee. Now, I know that's in the face of this modern uh, clergy nonsense and all this uh, 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 just believe God and speak your face stuff. But that's good praying. When you give up, Sister lesson, Laura, it's your will, right? That's what we want. It's your will. Now, there's definite things we know to pray about. I'm not getting over there. I don't have time. Avenge me, verse 3. Verse 5, I will avenge her. Verse 7 and 8, God will avenge his own elect. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me remind you, it's still a throne. It's not a coffee shop where you're just having a little talk with Jesus and sipping coffee together. It's a throne. It's a throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment. If you've come there and bowed and confessed your sins Whatever words you used. Honest people don't remember exactly how they prayed when they come to Christ to receive Him for Savior. It's still a throne is my point. It's a throne of grace where we can come and find. I read I just read it. A throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now when I first preached this passage of the parable of the of the Pharisee and the publican, I preached it as an evangelistic message. God blessed it because I preached the gospel. But it goes further than just initial salvation. It goes into service. What? Listen, whatever your job is, have have you not ever let yourself down thinking you knew what to do? In your service, in your teaching, in your preaching, in your praying. Haven't I mean, you not ever just let yourself down? Was it Bentley one time? I messed up as bad as I messed up my life. Wife and I got out there under a the shade tree, and I sat there with my lip poosed out, and she said, what is wrong with you? I said, of all the places I preached, to mess up here. And I thought, well, oh, I wish I could do that again. I wish I could just take it all back. This came to me just as clear as a cowbell on a frosty morning. Brother Jordan, what makes you think you'd do better the next time? (laughs) Well, one exalted himself, he'll be abased. That's verse fourteen. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Old people used to use the phrase "the fine." I got serious enough and sober enough to ask one of them old praying women, we prayed through. I thought, man, they finally just wrestled on in and got a hold to God. No, oh son, no. We prayed out. We come to the end of ourselves. We come to the end of our praying. And we met with God. Confessed our sins. And asked God. Please help, help the preacher, save lost souls. On and on and on. I'm giving you something to pray about in this crazy, insanely religious generation. Let me close with this verse. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. When a son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What kind of faith? Not us in our religious pride recommending ourselves to God, but us in our humiliation, acknowledging, Help me, Lord. And I say it like this. My faith comes up like this. I've stepped out by faith, and I've done it multiple times, and it's 58 years, different different kinds of ministry. And it's come to this, oh, you old people and young ones. I'm stepping out by faith, Lord. But if you don't have mercy and show mercy, I'm sunk. Who was that? You. Who is sufficient for this? Truly, our sufficiency is of God. Let me close. I said I was going to close. I ain't going to lie to you again. What kind of faith do you have this morning? When the Son of Man comes, what kind of faith will you find in your bosom and in your brain? Sinner, will you admit it? Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. I'm going to take a little couple of sad stories and get my point across. I have watched people be burned alive. In a military situation, burned alive. Some of them was blaspheming God. So I don't recommend you wait till some traumatic happening happens to you and say, "Oh Jesus save me!" You may break out of your sinful bosom and blaspheming God. Now old person, don't wait. Good friend of mine, good friend of mine, old military friend. He said, "Well I'm gonna come down. We're gonna talk to. You. I'm to talk to you about being saved." Wonderful. He lived in Pennsylvania could fly free with the airlines he worked for. I kept calling his number. Called it one Sunday afternoon, and his daughter answered the phone. I said, I've been trying to get hold of you, Daddy. And she started weeping. She said, Daddy has lost his mind. Not only he don't know me, he don't know who he is. And I'm trying to get your attention. Old person, don't wait. Old people lose their minds. Some of our good friends have kind of went over the edge there. And young people die every day. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to get you to fear what man can do to you. I want you to fear what God can do to you. Not only take your life, but have you cast into the lake of fire. So would you consider repenting? Coming to God like a little child. You remember Christ set the little child in the midst of his adult followers. And he said except you become as this little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. What is that? A little humble, dependent child. My emotions about to run on me. Little humble child. Coming before a loving father. Pleading with him. The people, when a little child comes to you, for whatever reason, you don't slap them back. And you don't say, shut up and come back when you can talk. You embrace him, Brother, that's what our God did for us. He just pulled us to Himself. Would you consider that? Thank you, Brother Pastor. i got to quit.